who better to get to play Jason Statham than Jason, Jason Statham? Statham. <laughs> me self. Yeah, I love me self. No shit, dumbasses. But to be fair, we kind of are a bunch of giant dickheads. Coming for me. Lots of hot, sweaty dudes. How's it going, Eugene? Not bad. You know, the usual stuff. I... Seems like I've had absolutely no time this week to do anything. Every time I've turned around, it's running the boys to baseball practice or, you know, whatever. I, I skipped karate again this week. And uh, I'm just, I'm ready for baseball season to be over. I, I don't know about you. I, I actually don't mind baseball season right now. I'm actually kind of savoring it because... The next thing that's going to be up for me. <sighs> and uh, the first uh, nose honk that we'll have to edit out of the show right there, folks. Sorry. I don't know, but the, the pollen has just been awful lately, and I, yeah. I've been stuffed right up. It's almost as bad as having my stupid cats back around, you know? Ah. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to send you a cat. Every time you blow your nose, I'm going to send you a cat uh, to try to, to, to get you to stop that. But what I, what I was saying is I'm actually kind of enjoying the baseball season because I know the next thing up for me is this fucking CrossFit that I'm going to have to do. And actually... Hey, hey, I, I had nothing to do with the CrossFit thing, okay? That, no, no. Actually, I have a question. What is... I'm on eBay right now. I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to outbid this guy for this CrossFit for Dummies book. And it's at twelve bucks. Is that too much to pay for a CrossFit for Dummies book? I don't know. I would say not. You wanna be ready for this. You wanna be you're gonna go in, you're gonna have people yelling at you and you are gonna be all ready to go. And <sighs> you know, your wife's gonna be looking at you going, Calm down, Eric. Calm down. And this is your fault, by the way. I know you talked to her. This is your fault. And now I have to go to fucking CrossFit. You'll thank me later. <sighs> Look, they, they let you preview some of the things that in this book. What is a farmer's carry? That's a strength exercise they do. What is a farmer's carry? I've got Amish all around me. I'm going to be carrying Amish people up and down a hill, apparently. It's going to be like a good old-fashioned barn raising. Come on, you'll know. <sighs> Farmers carry, a yoke carry, squats, deadlift, kettlebells. The only thing on this list that sounds remotely interesting to me is the snatch. That sounds... Which is a great movie, by the way. <laughs> That and there's something called the clean and jerk. So the the snatch and the clean and jerk, that is where I'm going to make my CrossFit money. Oh, that, Those are my two. <laughs> too easy. Too easy, Eric. Too easy. <laughs> I'm not even going to respond to that one. 
which is that uh, which is not typical for me. Usually, I would go on and on about the clean and jerk and maybe getting some baby oil or something, but yeah. you know, not today. I'm not falling into your trap today, sir. But seriously, uh, what is the farmer scare? Uh, there you go. <laughs> Oh, I'm just dreading it. Like I said, I don't want baseball to end because as soon as it does, CrossFit. So, duh. I am and looking again. forward to the reprieve of no more baseball when I can just sit in my movie room every night with a beverage and watch the the only, only, because I don't ever pick bad movies. And, you, you know, only stellar cinema gets watched in the theater room yeah. with my beverage. Yeah, yeah, that's and and there go the dogs. The kids must be home. Shut up! And this is your fault, by the way. This is your fault. Every time, try to record at a normal time. Hey, I'm a busy. Dogs, I am a busy. I'm a busy guy. We can. Shut up! <sighs> there we go. I... Taken, taken care of. Taken care of. I mean... Scream loud, scream loud enough, they'll be quiet. I mean, I don't really have much to bitch about this week. You know, the neighbor next door keeps is still parking in front of my other neighbor's house. <laughs> so this is this has been great viewing. I'm just waiting every day. It's like that scene in Django when they're getting ready to face down. I keep waiting for that, you, you know, that moment. You know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, you you live in Rear Window. Rear, rear Window is your life. That's one of these days a murder is going to happen, and then you're you're just going to be Jimmy Stewart, and you're you're just that movie's just going to come to life. That's that's that movie is your life. You know, I've I've been uh, I think I've been called worse than Jimmy Stewart before, but I you know it it could happen. There's yeah. I guess if if I'm going to live life living in a Hitchcockian film is. Uh, you know, not the worst thing that could happen. Hey, you, if nothing else, you have Grace Kelly by your side. So things could definitely be worse off than that. Exactly, so, you know. Yeah. So that was that was all I've got is, is the continuing drama of the Weaver neighborhood neighbor conundrum. So just same old, same old. Same old, same old. Same old, same old. Yeah. I'm actually really excited for the roulette this week, so I can't wait to talk about our film. Me too. I think I picked some great movies, and I'm actually I'm calling it best roulette for me ever, as far as the selections coming up. Ooh. Um, but until then, well, you know uh, me, I never I never pick anything bad. It's just a no. you know it's a grade of it's an A plus grade. Just you know, it depends on which A plus film we're going to watch this week. Yeah. It's A plus, A, or A minus. <laughs> For fuck's sake. No. They're all A's. Even even the bad, even the F's are A's. That's right. So that's, that's right. So we're going to look forward to seeing which more wonderful gems that you have unearthed in the world of horror. So, unless you have anything else to bitch about, I guess we could go on. Nope. Let's do it. All right, well, um, let's go on to the roulette where we try to find good movies to watch, apparently. Yeah. It's 
time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. Okay, so last time on the roulette, I had... What was your pick again? I can't remember what you picked. Psycho Gorman. Psycho Gorman. And I had... I took Land of Doom from 1985. I'll, I'll let you go first, sir. You're up. Tell us about this wonderful horror gem, Psycho Gorman. From Psycho Gorman from 2020, after unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. I gotta say, I think... This right here is in my top five for the year as far as roulettes go. Mm. I'm calling it right now. This may even be number one. This was one of, uh, you know, I only make stellar picks, so <laughs> it's it's going to be a hard, hard choice it's... as always. But if you like 80s, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, if you like, like, films like The Goonies or Silver Bullet where... It's kind of that adventure tied in with the Power Rangers is the best way I can describe this film. It is it is a cacophony of oddness. It's uh it's it's silly and it's over the top and it's disgustingly gory and it's everything you would want out of an 80s movie except it wasn't made in the 80s. And it's just awesome. I had a big shittity grin on my face the whole time that I watched this. Beverage in hand. I never once fell asleep, nor did I spill it on myself. It was that good. Well, this is one that I will have to check out in October. So I'm not. Make I, it... I, I don't know if it's quite up your alley, but it's. Eh. Did, did you like. I can't remember. Did you like the movie Turbo Kid? Yes. Okay, then I think it would be along the lines of that same idea for you, where it's just, it's gloriously cheesy, gloriously over-the-top violent, paying homage to all those things we loved about the 80s. And uh, I, I, think you would, I think you would really dig it, because I couldn't remember if you liked Turbo Kid or not. So, same, same idea. I'm interested to hear what you got to say about your movie, because... I mean, I, again, I don't pick bad movies, so, therefore, you, I, I picked your selection, and we're going to see how how much of an A-plus film this was. Yeah. Well, I will definitely watch Psycho Gorman in October, because there's so much shit horror every October that I have to watch. So, if there's one that you're saying is good, I'm going to watch that one. This might be, just... might be one to put on, your, you know, save for when you've hit a couple duds. Yeah. And you need that pick-me-up? Yeah. Well, put it on my horror list for October. Remember, you're keeping the list <laughs> And that is the actual list that of horror movies that you're keeping for me right there. That is the actual list. Yes. And you just blow your nose in it. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, on my side, Land of Doom from 1985. Earth has been ravaged by nuclear war, uh, and a feminist warrior is forced to join up with a soldier, um, blah, 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 to try to survive uh, the gangs rampaging the land. 
this is... Well, I picked this for a couple reasons. One, because it looked like a good, bad movie. And two, because it was 88 minutes long. So those were the two primary reasons. Now the truth Now the truth comes out, see? <laughs> well, actually, I mean, that's why I added it to the list. But then, again, credit where credit is due, you picked this one for me. So... So good, good, good on you. Um, this this was. It's not the like a super like one of the better good bad movies out there, but it was good enough. I, there there could have been more action. There definitely could have been like more blood and gore and stuff like that. The best way for me to describe this movie is like this is like the perfect mystery science theater or like riff tracks type of movie. If, if like Rift Tracks or Mystery Science Theater did this movie, and actually I looked to see if they did this movie and I couldn't find that they did, it would have made it all the better. It would, and I, I hope that Rift Tracks does it sometime in the future because this is grade A, like Rift Tracks material. So, I mean, just cheesy, horrible costumes and like just the motorcycles with the sheet metal. You know, lots of hot, sweaty dudes. Yeah, uh, and, and the bad guys. The one bad guy's name was Purvis, and that just made me laugh. Purvis. Yep. And then was it starring George Eastman? Was it? Ah, uh, hold on, let me see. Because you know, I love me some George Eastman. No, Frank Garrett played the memorable role of Purvis. <laughs> is, uh, it just made me laugh. That's like one of the best so, cinema names ever. And, yeah. And oh, it, but yeah, it just horrible like leather outfits and sheet metal welded on motorcycles and running around. It's like I said, it's perfect mystery science theater slash riff tracks. Hey, they material. just so if, they just rebooted that show, so you never know that might be yeah. one they can throw on. Yeah, uh, this is. Perfect. This is definitely one I should be up. So, so all right. Sounds like we have two thumbs up. Oh, again. Big, big thumbs up on Psycho yeah. Gorman. Again, Land of Doom. It's a good-ish bad movie. Not the best, but if they ever do uh, Rift Tracks or Mr. Dice Theater, that's the way to go with that one. So, Okay. Let's go on to the next round. I'll go first with my picks. Coming my way. We, I am throwing up Us from 2019. I have never seen this movie. The Jordan Peele movie, mystery, horror, thriller, a family. Everyone knows what Us is. So I think you've seen that one. Yes, and I would be anxious to hear your thoughts on that one. Yeah, so, so that is number one. Next up is from 1973. Charlie Varick. This is an action crime drama starring the great Walter Matthau. Uh, a man, his wife, and their friend stage a bloody bank robbery without realizing they are stealing from the mob. And finally, going a little old school here from 1950, In a Lonely Place. This is a Humphrey Bogart movie. Bogey! A potentially violent screenwriter is a murder suspect until his lonely neighbor clears him. However, she soon starts to have her doubts. Dun, dun, dun. Directed by Nicholas Ray. So those are my three. 
And for you, sir, what three horror gem, A-plus gems, have you found for yourself? Okay, so up first, all these are on Shudder, by the way. This is um, called Open 24 Hours. After setting her serial killer boyfriend on fire, a paranoid, delusional woman gets a job at an all-night gas station. Up next is, like I said before, these are all on Shudder. Up next is The Power from 2021. 1974. A young nun is, nurse, nurse, is forced to work the night shift in a crumbling hospital as striking miners switch off the power across Britain. But inside the walls lurks a terrifying presence that threatens to consume her and everyone around her. And last but certainly not least, Boys from County Hell from 2020. A crew of hardy road workers, led by a bickering father and son, must survive the night when they accidentally awaken an ancient Irish vampire. Oh, I wish that last one was called The Boys from Holmes County because that would be that would be the pick right there. That would that would be that would be perfect. <laughs> okay. Well, we are actually going to keep everyone in suspense and pick each other's movies next episode. That's next right. Episode. You're, so, it's going to be a surprise pick. We're right. just going to we're going to do the roulette, but you guys aren't going to know until. Actually, everyone at home, take bets and predict which one each of us are going to pick for each other to, each other to watch. So, I, I, I'm yeah. We already know what we're picking. We've we've talked. We actually talked about this yeah. beforehand, but yeah. you know, secret behind the scenes movie <laughs> freaks knowledge right there. Yeah. But we we actually discussed this at a time yeah. because we wanted to do a little something different today. Yeah. All right, well, now that the roulette is behind us, middle segment, we're just going to do random rabbit trail. And the first rabbit trail is we're going to research um, allergy medication so I can send something to Eugene so he can stop fucking blowing his fucking nose on the show. So let me just Google best allergy medications. And also... Whiskey. Whiskey is the best allergy medication. And I'm also going to shop Amazon for some cats that I can mail to his house. So I'm just going to start blowing my nose more now, <laughs> just because you mentioned cats. <sighs> okay, what, uh, what uh, rabbit trail topic did you bring for us today, sir? Okay, so I want to discuss the state of cinema post-pandemic and where we think things are going to be going now that things are opening back up, kind of what do you think the pandemic showed us as far as is the, like, you know, the direct to HBOs and things like that. Do you think that's going to be the new normal? Do you think it's going to be like a hybrid? Do you think the mid-tier movies are going to dominate for a while? Do you think we're not going to see some blockbusters? Because I don't know about you, but I am I'm kind of ready for, you know, Movie Fantasy League again. Oh, yeah. Me too. 
Well, have you been have you been back to the theater? Have, have you been vaccinated? I should know that, seeing how we've been doing episodes every single yes, year. Yes, yes, I am. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, but have you been back to the theater since then? I have not. Yeah. I thought about it, but you know, I'm still still a little leery about going out and about to the theater. What my theater experience is going to be? You know, I've thought about just running the theater out and watching something on my own, but yeah. Well, they do that up here. Actually, I've been to the theater since being vaccinated now like a handful of times. But that's one thing they do up here is you can rent the entire theater. And not only do they offer whatever is playing, like the new stuff, but they have a whole catalog of like old stuff that you can pick from. Um, so that's pretty cool. But, yeah, I've, I've been a few times now since being vaccinated. And actually, for me, it's kind of cool because, um, as you know, terrible theater experiences it's a it's a coin flip when you go to the theater if you're going to have a good crowd or a bad crowd oh yeah it's it's a 50 50 for sure like the last few times i went it definitely landed on the bad side of things experience wise yeah so what what's interesting is there's not as many people going obviously so that reduces the chances of you know having annoying people in your theater and so far of like i don't know like the four or five times that i've went it's been great because I mean, again there's so few people there so i mean actually that part of it is cool but to kind of go back to the original question i th- this feels a lot to me kind of like when netflix like first started doing streaming services you know and like all the you know rental places were still hanging on this has that type of feeling i'm not predicting that the cinema is good like the theater is going to go away but it has that type of feeling and i love going to the theater but at the same time with hbo max like like to watch new release movies at home the convenience of that is awesome and i think like people like to go to the theater too not just me but i think over the past year people have almost become conditioned to just watch stuff at home now. I don't know if they're going to go back to the theater once everything opens back up. So it's, that's, it's odd. I'm not quite sure. I think if anything, it'll be kind of like a hybrid type thing. That's, I mean, I think that's almost where it was headed before, you know, COVID. And I think that's even more so that's kind of where it's headed now. So. Yeah, that day-and-day release thing where they do both the theater and, like, the HBO Max release on the same day. Yeah, I I agree. I know know one thing that I liked uh, during the pandemic last summer was the drive-in. You know, I'd never even gone to a drive-in, but we had... um, we had one that was showing second run movies. So I went and saw Jaws mm-hmm. at the drive-in for my first drive-in experience. And that was pretty awesome. The, um, so I'm kind of hoping they do that again this summer, even with things kind of opening back up because when I went, it was packed. It was a cheap, it was a cheap night out, you know, a car load for $10 Everything's, it's not like the old days where they'd hang stuff, you know, off your car window. You're getting it right through your radio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can sit there for a cheap night out, watch your movie. It's $10. They, they had concessions, the whole deal. And 
I know from other people that I talked to that were friends that they really enjoyed it, and that place was packed pretty much every time they had a movie playing, which was only like certain days of the week, but... You know what? I've never been to a drive-in theater, and that is very shameful on my part because actually where I live currently, there is a drive-in theater, I'm not kidding, um, two minutes from my house. So there, I have literally zero excuse for never have been to a drive-in theater, but I never have. Um, I've, I've got to change that this summer. I have to go to a drive-in theater. I mean, literally, there's one two minutes down the road from where I live. Well, the closest one to me is like 40 minutes yeah. on, on the regular. and then But this the one that they did last summer was only like 10 minutes away. So that was that was even even better. Now, one one thing, you know, we I mean, we other people have said this like is the blockbuster movie going to go away? You know, these 100 200 million dollar movies, those might go away, but in exchange what might happen is it that might kind of give directors more freedom. I mean, it's going to be on a lower scale, but you might have you might see directors taking chances with more out there movies or kind of artsy movies and and not have to worry so much about a rating and but just kind of have more freedom to kind of make the movie they want and then throw it on Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or wherever HBO Max so hopefully if the theater does kind of start to go away hopefully some of these directors will start to be able to just kind of let loose and really get super creative without having to worry about you know what the studio wants them to do, you know, so. I would love to see a renaissance of that late, you know, mid to late 70s, early 80s filmmaking where people just took chances on films. You know, that to me was like the golden age of cinema, was one of the golden ages of cinema, you know, and, and not to say everything nowadays is watered down, but a lot of it is watered down because people seem to stick to a formula. They don't go for it as much. I think that's why, you know, you, you take a look at my, my roulette that I just watched and reviewed. That reminded me a lot of 80s cinema in that way is that it just, it, it swung for the fences. It went for it. It was silly. It was a little over, you know, it might have been a little offensive. It was gory, but it went for it, and it did something different, which is you don't always see. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I like the Marvel movies, and I like the Star Wars movies and stuff like that. But I feel like that's all you really hear people talking about when it comes to a theater experience. I think those mid-tier movies, This, I think you're still going to get some blockbusters because look, Godzilla vs. Kong did pretty well financially, even though it was theater and HBO Max. I just don't think you you might not get such a glut of those during the summer like we have been recently, where we've been getting, you know, 15 summer blockbusters. Instead, you might get two or three. Yeah. And then, and then 20 mid-tier movies, you know, more mid-tier movies that, I don't know. I, I agree with you, though. I, I think it will give some chances to the directors to kind of swing for the fences a little bit more. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, like, yeah, if the theater does go away, get some more of that creative stuff in there. So, but then, I mean, I love the theater. I love going to the theater. But I always, you know, when I always have, I've always loved going to the theater. But it just seems like recently the bad experiences keep outweighing the good experiences. You know, one thing I'm hoping that maybe the COVID thing brought, you know, will bring to the table is they will crack down a little bit more on the on the people that are acting like jerks yeah. and, you know, maybe not tolerate that type of behavior because they realize they can't just be like, oh, we're going to, you know, let everybody go all willy-nilly here. And I hope so. I hope so. Because it literally is. It is 50-50 coin flip whether the, <laughs> this movie, theater trip is going to be good or bad. 50-50 coin flip. I, no, I fully, fully agree with you there. At least I always have my theater room downstairs and I can go down there and watch stuff. And, you know, that that is one thing now is having that option. I still kind of get the theater experience every time, but it's yeah. not quite the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go on to the topic that I brought to the table. And I thought of this because of a movie I watched recently. Um, basically, has there been a movie that you either loved or hated that on a repeat viewing that you changed your mind on? And I've, I'll go first with the of the one that came to my mind recently. Um, your Highness from, I want to say 2008, um, with Natalie Portman, James Franco. Danny McBride, yeah. Yeah. When this movie came out, I hated this movie. And looking back at my notes, looking back at my notes, because I grade on a four-star scale. Um, I gave the movie one star. I didn't put down any notes as to why I didn't like it, but I gave the movie a one star. So I was like, you know what, it's time for me to watch this again. Like, I like, I like Natalie Portman, and, like, and like, those guys are funny. So I went back and watched it. Now... I went all the way from a one star. I, I bumped it all the way up to three and a quarter. I, I go by quarter increments. So all the way from one up to three and a quarter, which is not like a super, super huge thumbs up, but it's still a pretty big improvement from <clears throat> for my first viewing. Um, and actually, the, the one movie that um, jumped up the most ever for me, and this was a while ago that I watched this, but Tropic Thunder, again, when I when I first watched that, I don't know why, but I hated that movie. I think again, I think I gave it like a one star, and then when I went back and watched it like a couple years ago, I was like, "What was wrong with me? This movie is awesome!" And I bumped it all the way up to like three and three quarter stars. So those are the two main examples that I have to where I bumped the score up quite a bit, uh, particularly again Tropic Thunder. Because um, I, I hated, pretty much hated both those movies, Your Highness and Tropic Thunder, and I bumped those way up on repeat viewing. So I couldn't find any where I was like really high in the movie and I dropped it way down. I couldn't find any examples of those. Um, but yeah, those were my two examples of where I really turned around in the movie. How about you? I. This is the thing. I have movies I know that that really fall into categories on both ends, but. I am just having a heck of a time trying to figure out those movies. But 
I did recently rewatch a film from my childhood that I used to, that I loved when I was a kid. And I, and I won't say I hated it, but it is not a good movie. <laughs> and, that, and that is the movie Ice Pirates. Never seen it. I watched this in the theater when I was not very old. My mom took me. You know, she let me pick a movie because it was my birthday. And there, we went to that the little theater there, you know, the one that only has two or three screens. And we went there. And it was like Ice Pirates. And I can't remember what the other movie was that was playing. But I picked Ice Pirates. And I remember as a kid just thinking that was the coolest thing. And it was, yeah, you know, it was great. Well, back about a couple, month and a half, two months ago, it was on Voodoo. On sale for $5. And I have not seen this. I think I saw it maybe one other time <laughs> when it was, you know, on cable back uh, 25 years or so ago. But it's been a while. So I rewatched it on Voodoo, and it was one of those deals where it had been cleaned up. The transfer looked really nice, you know, looked like a vinegar syndrome, or, you know, Scorpion or Synapse, or one of those had gotten a hold of it and kind of cleaned it all up. Man, it is just barely above mystery science theater grade <laughs> level film making. It is not good, but it, I still enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it in that bad good movie sort of way but it was not a good movie it was not the awesome almost like Star Wars film that yeah. I remember from my childhood <laughs> so that would be the that would be the biggest one that I could think of like right off the top of my head and there's another one and I know I'm I'm think, oh 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 I know which movie aha I, I just remembered now I didn't like Prometheus the first time that I watched Prometheus. It was like, it had some elements there that I thought were kind of good, but I was just like, come on, where are the aliens? You know, what's, yeah. It was like, I was waiting for the whole, where are the aliens? What's going on type thing the whole time? And I remember not really liking that film that much. I mean, I didn't flat up hate it, but I was like, man, they, there were so many missed opportunities. Ah. And then I kind of went back um, a couple, couple years later and rewatched it, and I mean, just absolutely loved it. Because I think I knew what to expect, so I kind of wasn't just like, where are the aliens? Where are the aliens? <laughs> you know, the whole time. I enjoyed it for, for what it was. Now I need to go back and rewatch Alien Covenant and see if that does the same thing because I did not like that upon first view. And I'm kind of curious. Again, it fell into that didn't hate it, but it was like, oh, so many missed opportunities. So I'm kind of curious if that will have that kind of Prometheus effect on second, on second viewing. Yeah. Alien Covenant, I, I, I liked it enough. But it wasn't as good as Prometheus. But now for me, when I watched Prometheus, I think I watched that thing two, maybe three times in the theater. I love that movie from the get-go, man. Oh, that was so good. I love that movie. Oh, yeah. It's right, it's right up there in the in the Alien trilogy, If you know, the Alien series of films. Yeah. 
It's right up there. I mean, I put it slightly above three. I I do not like Alien 3. I just... uh, I watched that not long ago, and I'm just... I... It's been it's been a while. It's definitely better than Resurrection. I, I I haven't watched Resurrection in years. I don't even know the last time I watched that movie. I mean, granted, I saw Resurrection in the theater and I enjoyed it. It it's kind of cheesy, but it's it doesn't quite ever. I don't know. It seems almost too. There almost seems like there's too much comedy involved in that one for me. Like, it's a little too lighthearted. It doesn't have that dark atmosphere throughout it. Mm. Uh, I don't don't dislike any of them. I think they're all enjoyable for different reasons. Obviously, the first two are masterpieces. You know, and then... So, you know, for me... When I think, you know, what does Eugene Weaver look for in a film? (laughs) I think, you know, for me, it would go... Because I am the horror guy, you know. It would go Alien, Aliens, Prometheus, Alien 3, Covenant, Resurrection. I, I'm only going to rank Eric Marner here. I'm only going to rank... Good, get, a, get another solid nose blow in there, Eugene. Good, good. Get it all out. Get it all out. Uh, just since I watched them recently... Um, Two, in order from top to bottom, two, one, Prometheus, and then Alien 3, way, way at the bottom. Again, I just, uh, Alien 3, it just doesn't even, to me, it doesn't even feel like an alien movie, barely. Um, and again, See, I, I'm a, I, have, I'm a, I have the director's cut of that, and I'm kind of yeah. curious to, I haven't watched the director's cut yet on the, on the Blu-ray set that I bought. So I've heard the director's cut makes it a little bit better. Yeah. But we'll, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, I don't know what more you could have really done with that. I, I it's no fault of the movie. It's just I don't think it's I don't know. It's just one of those that just didn't quite click. While we're talking about outer space horror movies, where I just thought of this movie for some reason. Actually, because it's it's one it's a movie that I hated, and then I gave it a rewatch, and I hated it equally the same. So on this rewatch, I hated it equally the same. But where do you stand on Pandorum? I really love Pandorum. Ugh. I I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun movie. Is it is it masterpiece cinema? No, but I would give it I'd give it a seven out of ten. I like the the ending is cool. I like the ending, but I don't know it. It's still too dark. I do. I don't like except for the ending. I don't like anything about that movie. No, I've, I've only watched it once, so yeah. you know, it's, and it's been a little while. But from what I remember, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun. It was a fun enough film. It, it kind of hit all the right notes. It was. It was one of those films, and I hate to say it, for the most part it looked great, but there was times where it felt like it was, the budget was constraining it a little bit of what it was able to do, especially for the time period that it came out. But overall, I I enjoyed it. 
<laughs> I'm looking at my notes here for the my second. I don't have notes for the first time I watched it, but the second time the second time I watched it at my little notes, I just put score stands for the most part on the second viewing. Sound mixing is horrible. Action scenes not done well. Ugh. <laughs> so that's my in-depth review of Pandorum. So Alien <laughs> Three was better than Pandorum. That's that's where I'm dying on that mountain. And I don't, I don't think that's much of a mountain to die on, but... I mean, we didn't even get into the Aliens versus Predator films. Yeah. If we want to go there, to, but, you know... <laughs> uh, uh, so, so, what, so what do we want to do next? We got anything else to rabbit trail about, or was um, that, that it? I can't really think of anything. Other than... Oh, man, I, I did have something, and now I'm... Oh, uh... Yeah, I saw somebody I knew, and I thought of you, Eric, as soon as I saw this, was I saw somebody I know the other day had a VHS of, of uh, it was one of the big box ones, too, that they found, one of, one of my friends, anyway, and they had posted that they had found this VHS, because they're kind of a VHS collector as well, and I meant to take a picture of it and send it to you, and I forgot. Not that that does you any good, because I can't remember no, what it does, is. No, does nothing for me, no. It wasn't Dr. Butcher MD. <laughs> I know that's been like the holy grail of refining that one, but it's, uh, what the hell was it? It was it was um, one of those ones. Um, anyway, if I come back, I will, I will definitely send it to you, so you can be jealous and... But, you know, I, I don't know where I'm going with that anyway. So. <laughs> well, if you think about it, bring it back up. <clears throat> and before we go into recently watched, one last thing <clears throat> as I'm dying over here. I've transferred <clears throat> my allergies to is, you, Eric. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. I, I just found this out about Eugene, about you, Eugene, is you're a huge sports fan. I, just, I didn't well, know. But before I don't get... like to let people know yeah. that because that will ruin my movie nerd cred. So I don't like people to know this. But I and the thing is, especially around here, you know, our area, I don't like to let people know that I'm a Boston fan. I prefer the Boston teams, the Patriots, you know, the Bruins. I, you know, baseball not so much, but hockey and football is where it's at. I'm excited for the Patriots this year. We got our we got our QB, you know. Well, that's well. First of all, the fact that you're a Patriots fan almost got you kicked off the show. But I mean, you've been on long enough that we can't do that. But I, w- I was going to mention that. So your quarterback from Alabama. So where where does Patriot fan? How excited are you about that? What's his name again? I always forget his name. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. That's right. Remember that name. He's future <laughs> Hall of Famer Mac Jones. Actually, my favorite part about draft night, real quick, was when uh, they showed him walking out of like the green room or whatnot, and then there was another split screen of Belichick, and they walked. Literally, they had the same hand motions and like the the strut. And that's why you know he's going to be a future Hall of Famer <laughs> right there. No, the thing with Mac Jones that I like is the fact that. Everybody says he's a Brady-esque quarterback. I, 
I think he's more of a Peyton Manning type quarterback, to be honest with you, than Brady. Not that that's a bad thing by any means, you know. But he his accuracy is just insane. He had like a 77% completion percentage in college, which even for college, that's not. Yeah. Well, Baker, I don't know what Baker's was, but Baker had a high completion completion percentage too. And that's what they say. That's one of the the main things you want to look for is that accuracy because that's something that you either have or you don't have. He's, so. You know, Mac Jones isn't one of those guys that's going to run a lot. He's he's a pocket passer. You know, he's a tall, lanky guy that is super accurate. Everybody says, well, you know, he was just good because he has talent around him. And I'm like, no shit, dumbasses. Any good quarterback is only going to be as good as the – you know, you get a rare exception, okay? Like, take Tom Brady, for instance. He didn't always have the greatest talent around him, but he made them better. For a young quarterback, I think, you you know, if you get a good mix of solid veteran receivers with all the guys they signed this summer you know, or this spring – You've got those solid guys. You can maybe get some of those young guys to develop around him. I think he could be, do I expect him to be Tom Brady? No, because there's only one Tom Brady. I don't think you're ever going to see anything like that ever again. Never say never, but I think it's highly unlikely. And he's still winning. How, but how, how do you feel? How does Patriot fan feel about Brady going down? Are you happy or you don't care? or where Oh, you- I, I I, you know, because I'm Eugene Weaver and I don't watch sports. I secretly watched the Super Bowl this year and I was cheering for my boy Tom all the way. I, I, I hate Tom Brady. Like I've, I've actively rooted against Tom Brady for years and years. This last year, I like got tired of rooting against Tom Brady. I'm like, I officially give up. Like, I don't the war know. of attrition you, wore you down, see? He, he he sold his soul to the devil or something. I don't know. But I literally am tired. I, I'm exhausted of hating Tom Brady. I still root for him to lose, but I literally am exhausted of hating Tom Brady. He's been around that long. I just go away. Now you know how I felt about Peyton Manning uh, the entire time that he played. But you, you guys always beat Peyton, though. Or Eli, 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 Eli okay. and Peyton, either Manning. I have a disdain for the Mannings in general because of, you know, yeah. well, Eli and the whole two things with the Giants because Brady should have nine rings, okay, instead of seven. But that's beside the point. And we lost our perfect season because of because of the Giants. So, you know, there's always going to be a little extra hatred for Eli Manning. Now, Peyton Manning seems like he's a great guy or whatever, you know. Seems like he's a solid dude. Now that he's not playing football, I don't hate the guy anymore. (laughs) Hate's a strong word. But, you know, we're from Amish country. That's right. We turn turn the other cheek. And and we're good at holding in hate and anger. Oh, I'm very, very good at holding in the anger and the hate. Very good. That's right. So, but... uh, That's good. One more honk. Get it all out. Oh, I think there might have been some blood in that one. And your honk literally woke up the dogs. 
Literally woke up the dogs. That was the thousand megaton honk. Shut up! Are the are the boys home from school or is that yeah? Just, uh... They they just came home and now the dogs are barking and everyone's going crazy. Shut up! Someone get oh. the dog. Oh, there he there he goes. He's gonna go let the dogs out now, and I'm gonna have to sit here and talk about things. You know, I just hold like on. This moment. No. Yes, there there he goes. I would just like to say right now, okay, while Eric's gone, because, you know, he'll he'll just edit this out anyway, that, you know, I'm glad that I am the glue that holds this show together with, and I, you know, I said everything. Eric will tell you that he does all the editing and stuff. Eric's never edited a show. It's all me. I do all of it, okay? So he's just, and he's back. Uh, every time, every time kids come home, dogs go crazy. And and it's, it's your fault, by the way. House was quiet all day, but no. I was no. busy. I, yep. I was busy. busy. You know, sorry. Bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, so, so where are we at now? Do we uh, want to do recently, recently watch and coming soon? Yes, recently watched and coming soon. But again, since you're a secret Patriot fan, I just to, just to finish up the sports talk. ESPN did put out their recent power rankings, and the Cleveland Brownies came in at seven. And hold on, I gotta I'll, try, I'll find the Patriots here. I gotta scroll down a while. No, not not eight. Oh, they're, they're probably like twenty nine. Not nine, <laughs> ten, eleven. No, no. Keep scrolling, scrolling. Good God. Oh, there they are. 19. See, I'm okay with this because you know what? Bill is going to have that hoodie up, and he's going to be planning on – it's going to be the revenge tour. You wait. You wait. Well, it, it's going to be Cam Newton for this year, so not yeah. that concerned. I give it till maybe week three before Cam is sitting on the bench and they've let him go and Matt Jones is in there. I've already got his theme song – you know, I, I'm going to tell them they need to play Mac tonight. Anytime that he comes in the game and scores a touchdown, I could just, you know, it's Mac tonight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. But I don't, I, I don't watch football. Remember, I hate sports ball. You guys can just go to hell. This is our little secret. Movie Freaks podcast land. You know. But you've hit it well. You've kept it secret for years upon years. Yeah, you know, so. it's, it's one of those things. It, again, us us Amish are good at, at hiding the anger and the and our love of sports. Uh, all right, on that Amishy note, let's go on to recently watched. Now. I know we already had it out previously about Cowboy Bebop, but we have to go for round two because oh, I don't know, just because. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna let you go first. Does does the hate in your soul for Cowboy Bebop still exist, or have you turned around on it? Uh, you know, I've turned. I've. 
the more I thought about it, I, I think I was just in a bad headspace at that time. So I went back and rewatched it. I didn't want to tell you until I was done, and I'm kind of glad you brought this up. I went back and rewatched it. Now, I, I didn't, I don't think I love it as much as you, but I also didn't hate it. It was, it was enjoyable. I was a bit confused at what was going on through some of it. Um, because it did just kind of bounce around and just the way the episodes were and, you know, things like that. But, but overall, I, I quite enjoyed Cowboy Bebop and it was worth the $7 or whatever it was for the season. And again, I did not force you to buy it just for the record. So you say, just you subliminally planted that you and that damn TJ and, <laughs> and Steven. Yeah, you made me. See, it was reverse psychology. You made me buy it and, and, and watch it. But I won't hold that against you. All that, all that may be true, but I again, I, I didn't make you buy it. I didn't. You weren't even tagged in the fucking post. Again, everything you said might be true, but at the same time... It's wrong. So I am innocent. <laughs> um, and As Bill Belichick would say, even though I'm not a sports fan, on to, on to recently watch. <laughs> on to recently watch. And my, I, I posted uh, a written review. So go read my thoughts. I'm, I'm pretty much like you. I enjoyed it. But it was that. It's, it's the fact that it was a TV show. It, it wore me down after a while. It it, it wore me it down. Was rather, it was rather long yeah. for what it was. Yeah. And you watched the thing twice. It twice. Twice. In less than two months. That's impressive. That is quite impressive. Um, but again, that did send me down a spiral of watching a ton of anime. Um, so that was good. But, I mean, I like the show... But I should have just watched the movie, maybe. But and again, maybe like you, maybe I'll go back and rewatch it someday. Hey, but... you know, you you give me my black glove killers, Italian Fabrizi Fabrazio, you know, films, and I'm good. But you know, I just I can't can't quite get into the quite get into anime like you. Yeah. But you know, I I appreciate it. But it's just you know. All right, well, Cowboy Bebop apparently is no good, so let's go on to Recently Watched and um, hear about all your A-plus horror movies. What do you have up first, sir? So I'm going to talk about one that's not really a horror, nor is it a movie, but it's also not a TV show. (laughs) I know I'm intriguing you here with this. But Love, Death, and Robots Season 2, or Part 2, just dropped on Netflix. And if I remember right, you really liked Season 1. Yes. Okay, so I'll go spoiler-free. It's a lot of the same as Season 1. You get that mix of animation styles, those quick, like, 10-minute, 10 to 12-minute stories. But it almost seemed to me like... This one went by way too quick. Like, I don't know if they released all of it or, like, half of it. If I remember right, last time they did half, 
and then there was a little bit of a gap, and then the second half. It, it's been so long since I've seen it. I, but yeah, because it was that was pre-pandemic, wasn't it? That that oh, first yeah. season dropped. Yeah, yeah. Way so, before that, I think. But watching season two, uh, I definitely need to go back and rewatch season one again because I love season one. Season two might have had a slight drop off, but not much. It, it's pretty close to season one, so I would be interested to hear your thoughts on on that. Oh, it, it's in the queue. It will be watched. Um, it will be watched shortly. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Over on my side, also a new release I watched on HBO Max. They Wish Me Dead. Actually, going back, this is one of those theater and home release things at the same time. Starring Angelina Jolie, Finn Little, John Bernthal, Adian Gillen, Nicholas Holt. Um, A teenager, a teenage murder, oh God, I can't talk. A teenage murder witness finds himself pursued by twin assassins in the Montana wilderness with a survival expert asked to protect him. So yeah, this kid sees his dad get killed in the woods, and then he runs into Angelina Jolie's character, and she basically has to protect the kid from the two assassins. And this is from the director and writer, um, I believe he wrote it, Taylor Sheridan. Um, He... Boy, that name sounds really familiar. Like, I know he's done some other stuff, I believe, that I've seen. Well, he wrote... Um, Helen Highwater, Sicario, and Wind River, and he directed Wind River. I think this is only like his second direct directing uh, feature. The first one was Wind River, I believe. But like Sicario is awesome. Helen Highwater, awesome. Wind River, very strong. Um, this one, it's not as strong as those three. I, I think I would take all three of those ahead of this. This is still pretty strong, though, um, if you just want, like, kind of an action, action-y type movie. Um, some of, it's here saying that there's, he, did a, he directed a movie called Vile, then Wind River, and then some Yellowstone TV stuff, and then Those Who Wish Me Dead. But, but yeah, this isn't as strong as Sicario or Wind River or Hell or High Water, but it's still a very entertaining movie. It's well acted. Some of the special effects are leave you, you know, a little wanting. Like there's a house explosion with, with and there's fire everywhere by the house. That looks kind of fake. Some of the, so just some of the special effects as far as that go aren't the best, but I mean, that those are kind of minor complaints, but um, yeah, if you want just kind of a, an action-y movie, um, this is, this is a solid, solid B, solid B, B plus-ish type of movie. So, um, so yeah, there you go. Um, up next for me is from, um, a movie, movie from 2015 called Into the Grizzly Maze. This is also on Netflix and it's one that I've kind of been curious about checking out, but it was like, eh, you know, it's one of those movies that I was like, yeah, yeah, kind of pause on it for a second and be like, not tonight. I and almost had play on that a few times. Well, that's kind of what happened with me. So finally I decided the other day, I am going to watch this. And 
It's got Billy Bob Thornton, Thomas Jane, James Marsden, Piper Pierbo, um, great cast. And it's it's really good. It's one of those well, okay, it's really good if you like those kind of echo horror type movies, like Bat Country uh, would be a good example, Prophecy, um, those sort of things. It's it's really enjoyable. It's not going to win any Academy Awards. It's it's, but it's you know, like we were talking about mid-tier type movies, this would fall into that category. Mm-hmm. It looked like it might have had like a, maybe a 10 to $15 million budget, you know, at least. And, and the effects looked good. It was pretty gory. The story itself wasn't anything you would probably write home about. You know, it was pretty... I don't want to say copy and paste because that's not the right word, but it was very formulaic as far as you know, the beats and the way the story went along and broke down. It was one of those things you could almost predict what was going to happen next or coming, you know, coming right up type thing. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was, a, I would give it, I would give it, you know, like a six, six out of ten, six and a half out of ten. Do we see a lot of limbs and stuff torn apart? It's one of those things where you kind of do, but then the camera pulls away at just the right moment yeah. before it gets... You know, the gore and stuff looked like it was practical because the gore looks good with what they're doing, but it never... It's, you know, it doesn't quite go for the jugular, ha. Huh? You know? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't quite, quite go to that gory level that, you know, I love so much anyway. You know, saying a but I... I'm not going to complain as far as, because it was definitely a lot gorier than a lot of movies that are that type of film. Yeah. All right. Well, back to me. Let's go the complete opposite of that. And again, anyone who knows me, Eric, knows that I love myself. Myself. Yeah, I love myself. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love myself some uh, teen... Uh, high school drama comedy movies. That's almost my favorite genre. You do have a high school musical, the musical poster in your office behind the wall. I know everybody can't see this, but right behind Eric. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's tried to he's tried to block it out, but it's this. He's got like a, a twenty-seven by forty high school musical, the musical framed poster behind his wall. I think he puts it there so his wife can't see it when, you know, when she comes in. But well, I, it, it's I do like that poster. Now I will admit it's not as good as the uh, shirtless Tom Cruise poster you have behind you. But that's George so... Eastman. That's not Tom Cruise. <laughs> I know it looks like Tom Cruise, but that is definitely George Eastman. Oh, there's a shirtless Tom Cruise in there somewhere. I know there is. Well, you know, it could be they're all flicked up and ready to arm wrestle in good Italian-y fashion. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, I don't where the Where were we? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's go on. Moxie. <laughs> uh, a movie directed, and I think, I don't know if she wrote it, but it's directed by Amy Poehler. I think it's based off a book or something. But the movie is called Moxie from 2021. It's on Netflix. 
Uh, inspired by her mom's rebellious past, a confident new teen, a shy 16-year-old. Again, I love movies with teens in them, like high school movies. It's my favorite. Um, so she basically, <clears throat> she sees the way life in high school is. It's often a, just a brutal place. High school is a brutal place to grow up, man. But there's all this kind of stuff going on. And this is very much a kind of like a response or kind of like the Me Too movement type of stuff. It's very much like the guys are just a bu bunch of giant dickheads and stuff like that. So she kind of starts writing like this little pamphlet or magazine type thing. Um, but to be fair, we kind of are a bunch of giant dickheads. True. So true. <laughs> it's not too far off base. Yeah. At least I know I was when I was that age. Oh, every, they all are. They all are. So, um, so yeah, she, she gets this, um, she writes this magazine pamphlet type thing and basically starts like a feminist group. And it's very well acted. It's uh, Hadley Robinson. She was in uh, Little Women. I, she's only done a few things, but she was she's the main lead. She was in Little Women. And again, Amy Poehler plays her mom. And this is a pretty strong movie. Like for this type of thing, this is a pretty strong movie. It has a good mix of like comedy and drama and it has an important message. It does get a little heavy-handed. Like, it's, it's like, there's there's no real subtlety here. It's very much, in, again, kind of that Me Too type thing, which overall is a good message. And this is a good movie. And so, yeah, again, if you love, like, teen high school movies like me, Eric Marner, then this is definitely one to check out. It's well-acted, well-written, and it's, yeah, it, it's a pretty strong movie. Uh, pretty decent thumbs up for me, for Moxie. For Moxie. Well, I got to get the boys to baseball here pretty soon. So, do you want to just do? Uh, do you want to just wrap up with coming? Get wrapped up with coming soon. Um, let's do one more round each, and then we'll do coming soon. All right. So, hold on. Let me let me scroll through my my list of awesome films here. All these A plus horror movies. Uh, just just just. Oh, ooh, yeah. Uh, why don't Why don't you go while I while I search for my film? There's so many A plus horror movies that you can't decide. You're just scrolling through lists of horror it's movies. It's kind of like a It's kind of like a Pringles. You can't just have one, okay? <laughs> um. All right. Well, I will end then. I will end on another new release. This was one that I saw in the theater just recently. I have I've kind of been hit and miss. On, um, where's this guy? Guy Ritchie. I've kind of been hit and miss on some of his movies, but I have to tell you, the last couple that he's done, I've really liked. Um, so the, the newest one here is Wrath of Man. And what was the last one he did? It was called, um, was it Arthur, Arthur King of the, no. uh, shoot, what is it? Hold on. Um, that was one that he did. Right, I, which uh, I actually like that one. It wasn't bad. It, that, it wasn't bad. Again, uh, that fell into that category of not awful, not great, yeah, but watchable. See, the one I was thinking of was The Gentleman. The Gentleman was really good. I have not seen that one yet, but I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, but, like, and The Man from Uncle was strong. But before that, like, Sherlock Holmes, I didn't, I, I'm not a fan of the Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, but yeah, like man from uncle, the gentleman, and now with, 
The Wrath of Man. His last few movies, I've really dug these. So The Wrath of Man, basically, basically it stars Jason Statham. And this is the one where he goes around and uh, robs them. Um, what do you call them? Like those uh, security truck things that carry all the cash and stuff. Yeah. Um, so he goes around and robs those. I'm trying to get back to my IMDb page. IMDb being super fluent <sighs> and awesome as that, usual. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. So basically, the main thing you have to know about this movie is it's Jason Statham being an absolute badass. He he is so good in this movie. He plays so kind he, of he's being he's being Jason Statham. Being, is what you're saying? <laughs> he's 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 typecast as Jason Statham. And he plays it perfectly. Who so, better to get to play Jason Statham than, than Jason, Jason Statham? Statham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it's got a good supporting cast. Um, so yeah, if I mean, if you want, and I watched this on what we have up here at Cinemark, the XD screen. It's kind of their version of IMAX. Yeah, and they had the sound cranked up, and again, I had a great crowd. So I mean, this was this was a whole lot of fun. So if you get a chance to watch Wrath of Man, I don't think it's available for streaming, but whenever it does, or get out to the theater to watch it, because Wrath of Man was just as action thriller, big thumbs up. I not quite as much as the gentleman. I like the gentleman a little bit more, but Wrath of Man, big thumbs up. And he does that time jump kind of how like throughout the story, he kind of jumps back and forth between time. Not quite as much as he did with the gentleman. I mean, it's still easy to understand, but yeah, Jason Statham, badass movie, Wrath of Man, thumbs up. Okay, so I've watched this one, and I definitely talked about this on the show many, many, many times before, but I hadn't rewatched it in a while, and that is Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which Ooh. is flat out one of my all-time favorite horror comedies. I'd put it right up there with Return of the Living Dead as one of the greatest horror comedies of all time. And you know what? I've watched it probably 10, 12 times now, and it still kicks ass. It's a great movie. Great movie. And it's got, it's, the thing that sets it apart from a lot of the other horror comedies is despite the dark nature, you know, the black comedy of it all, it's got a lot of heart, and that's what I think sets it apart from a lot of other horror comedies. You know, where a lot of the, a lot of your horror comedies are just black comedy and it kind of mean spirited and whatever. This goes for the opposite and it is great and they need to make a sequel of this already. Yeah. I give it a nine out of ten. It stays pretty pretty right there where I don't think it's this is dropped at all for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those. I've only seen it once, but you laugh from start to finish. And it's just, there's nothing wrong with that movie. It's it's fantastic. Agreed. So, I've I've got a I've got some awesome stuff coming up to watch. Oh, yeah, but tell us what what A plus horror gems are coming your way. I have the 4K remaster of Beastmaster coming up that I am I can't wait to watch in 4K. Okay. And I also have another release uh, from Vinegar Syndrome called Dolly Dearest, which is an 80s 
Doll Comes Alive slasher horror movie. I'm going to be watching Shadow in the Clouds, um, which I've been anxious to see that one. And uh, there is also, I've got to check out The Sound of Metal. I've been putting it off and putting The Sound of Metal off, and I need to watch it. <laughs> and I also have a documentary on Frank Zappa that I'm going to be watching very soon. I was going to go right into my recently watched, but since you mentioned it, Sound of Metal is... Now, this is Eric Marner talking about uh, Stephen Miller. He's, he's on the show from time to time. That was his favorite movie of last year. Um, it is, just as you would expect, it is heavy. And it, it at times is like almost like a horror movie. It's like an emotional horror movie. But it is so good. It's one that I, I, I probably can't see myself watching it for years. But it is it's one so of, one good. Of those, I know exactly the type of film yeah. you're talking about. Great movie, yeah. but it's like so depressing and just so yeah. like, uh, that you don't want to go back very often. Yeah. And the lead actor, Riz Ahmed, how do you pronounce that? Yeah, he was so good. I was so happy, or Stephen was so happy, that that he got nominated for an Oscar. And honestly, if I could have changed anything, if I could have had just one thing come true, I would have had that guy win the Oscar. I didn't see every performance, but his performance was just great. That movie, super, super heavy, but The Sound of Metal, I, I cannot recommend it. Well, I, you know, I expected our buddy TJ to watch this one because I know he's a musician and I kind of had mentioned it and asked him if he had watched it and he said he hadn't watched it because he is a musician and he figures it was going to be super depressing, but because he's, he's like, but he was going to get to it. So I'm thinking if I watch it, maybe he will, he'll give it a shot because I really want to hear what he thinks about that film. You should get on that. You should definitely get on that. Um, okay, well then, back to my coming soon. Well, I mean, you held uh, the secret of being a sports fan. And I guess this episode, the secret of me loving high school teen movies is coming out. So coming for me, it's 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 like I'm going to go back through my collection and rewatch some of these things. Um, I'm going to watch She's the Man. Clueless, 10 Things I Hate About You, A Cinderella Story, underrated movie. I've seen it several times, underrated movie. Um, mean Girls, and then also 13 Going Off 30. I haven't watched that in a while, so... The original or the remake? Uh, the one with um, the re- from 2004, so... Yeah, so... Ooh, and 16 Candles. I might have to throw that one in. So, next episode, get ready, because that is coming down the coming your way soon so uh eugene uh hello well folks apparently eugene's internet has dropped off he got tired of um hearing about all the uh teen high school girl movies that i'm gonna watch and he said fuck you and left so I guess that is it for Movie Freaks, and holy shit, there go the dogs. Eugene left, and the fucking dogs are barking, so that, I think that is the official end of this, of this episode. Bye.
for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.